Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the mystical temple of God by St. Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary Papchinsky from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with chapter 21, part two, pages 642 through 644. Chapter 21, The Restoration of the Mystical Temple, Part 2. The ransoming of captives, especially from infidels. Oh, how glorious, how meritorious. Paulinus, Bishop of Nola, who got rid of all that belonged to him and to the Church for this work of mercy, finally gave himself up as a ransom for the son of a poor widow. What can those say to this, whose gold groans confined when it would be most right to use it for captives groaning among the Moors and the Scythians? St. Peter Nolasco, as well as St. Raymond, founded holy congregations of religious who devoted themselves to the ransoming of captives with such perfection that they gave themselves in pledge for their freedom. I grieve that such men as these, so pious and holy, are absent from Poland when legions of the Sarmatic race are detained with danger to their eternal salvation, both among the Tartars and among the Turks, whom they could help. Cornelius, the mimic actor, is equal to that most holy ascetic Theodulus in God's reckoning in order to find a remedy for the shame of a certain noble lady and secure the freedom of her bankrupt husband confined by his creditors. He had sold his clothes and furniture, and having received in this way four hundred golden coins, he offered it to relieve another's misery. Just consider how highly God value, values you who value your own wealth as nothing if you offer it to the poor. The very law of nature bids us cover the naked, for how can we bear uncovered flesh of our flesh? That woman, Thamaturge of Siena, could not bear it. She stripped herself of her undergarment to cover a pauper, and for that reason, as a gift from Christ, she never felt cold again. Martin, could not bear it. Being still a catechumen, he covered a naked man. I should have said Christ for half his soldier's cloak. John Gamrat, Bishop of Krakow, could not bear it. He, otherwise not holy, used to be followed by cart loads, carts loaded with clothes, which he used to place on any needed people he met. And for that reason, he deserved to be warned at the right time by the grace of God concerning his death so that he could add penitence to his mercy and be saved. And as for you who are immersed in the filth of sins, will you not release yourselves by the clothes given to the poor? Well, in the next part of the chapter, St. Stanislaus speaks of ransoming captives, especially from unbelievers and those who are opposed to Christianity. We might think that this is no longer a problem in our world today, but unfortunately that is not true. 
Slavery and human trafficking is a flourishing business in many parts of the world. Kidnapping people from well-to-do families is lucrative in many places, and there are parts of the world where Christians are persecuted, attacked, kidnapped, held captive, and even martyred. It is more common than we realize. St. Stanislaus speaks of the example of a bishop who sold his earthly belongings to pay, pay for the freeing of captives and even offered himself in exchange for the freedom of the son of a poor widow. And more than one religious order was founded to engage in freeing the captives. This work of mercy was and continues to be needed in the world. St. Stanislaus saw the need for such works of mercy at that time in Poland when foreign invaders were capturing people and holding them for ransom. And St. Stanislaus speaks of the great reward that will await those who are detached from their earthly goods and pay for the freedom of a child of God. St. Stanislaus then turns to the next work of mercy, clothing the naked. He uses the example of St. Catherine of Siena, who helped a beggar, and God rewarded her for her selfless act of mercy. St. Martin of Tours, a soldier in the Roman Legion, studying to become a Christian, tore his cloak in half to cover the nakedness of a beggar. St. Stanislaus then speaks of a Polish bishop who didn't have a reputation for holiness. In fact, he had a rather scandalous reputation, although the footnote states that St. Stanislaus might be confusing this bishop with his brother. Nevertheless, that bishop had a reputation for clothing the poor of his city. Uh, Jesus has taught us that love makes up for a multitude of sins. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you. I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.